So, Simon, to get us started, why did you start working on improving joy? What was the inspiration? I think two, maybe three um, forums ago uh, in Orlando, I heard Steve Svensson and others talk and mention this this joy concept that clearly got built upon. Uh, Derek at the um, at the following meeting had a had a stepwise progression and a driver diagram, and I thought, you know what, this this is something that. Uh, this is something we need to to engage with because it, it gave it gave a, a format and a structure to I suppose something that a lot of people w- were thinking about experience the experience of work and particularly I can't speak for the the U.S. context but certainly in the U.K. context um, people are experiencing um, a, a lot of work or almost work that is is unmanageable and and the feelings that go with that the, the tension of I suppose the tension of wanting to do a really good job, the professional drivers sitting against um, just the, the inevitable um, drain of, of too much work and too little time. So it, it just it came at absolutely the right time, and the, the joy moniker added to it, I think, just really attracted me to, to the piece of work. Okay, so can you share a bit about the project you tackled within the Joy in Work virtual course? What, what I wanted from the program was was language to describe and a way to to use um, the framework, which which I think that I think the white paper is one of the most um, impactful pieces of writing, helpful writing I've seen in a really long time. Um, and my my goal was to promote uh, engagement of doctors and training, so residents with our health system, and and we have we have data that describes some of that. But I wanted to be able to promote that engagement piece through um, improving well-being. So my, my project became I wanted to globally improve the well-being of our doctors and training in our health system, not by what I was doing, but by empowering and inspiring others to start pieces of work aligned to a number of the framework areas. So we think about um, uh, aspects of, of physical and, and psychological safety. We, we have... Um, we have this year uh, published a, a compact for all of our doctors in training um, that really sets out um, uh, expectations of that them of us as their employing authority and their, their training board and, and us of them and importantly the pieces of work that we'll do together. We have started focusing on spaces and places to be. So again, thinking about that commensality piece that I, I think I heard Steve talk about first in Orlando. So building areas for not just our doctors in training, but uh, most of our healthcare teams to go and be uh, and eat together and talk together and just promote that um, that camaraderie. I mean, sadly, I think th- those spaces and places are the first thing to go in our health system if we need more clinical space or more office space. So we're trying to, to re-inject um, some of those. And then thinking about um, uh, value-based reflective practice, so we're, we're, we've started training for different groups of trainees, um, some in medicine of the elderly, some in psychiatry, around um, balance groups, so reflective practice groups, doctors and training coming together and just having time to reflect on, on either cases or, or their, their work and workload together. And that's certainly from the, 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 the qualitative data, Coming out of that, it's been really impactful.
How did you find you were able to engage others in what you were learning from the course? Forming that elevator pitch was a was a genius move because that allowed um, us to very quickly um, give the essence of what we're trying to do to others. And, and um, I think what was pivotal for us certainly in, in Edinburgh was our director of, of HR sponsored fifteen of us to go on the on the program together. So we had a joy team. And and that was um, that was really impactful. Uh, allegedly, I became the joy master. I think all that means is I sent the emails out. But um, we were able to, between us, coordinate our pitches, go out and talk to people. And interestingly, within NHS Scotland as a whole, we had over a hundred people uh, took the course. So we tried to connect with those people too. So by the end of the course, we had um, a little virtual network spread out across. Scotland. Okay, how, how important is it to get leadership on board when starting a journey to improve joy? Look, I, 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 think, it's, I think it's incredibly important to get buy-in at, at all levels. I, my, my challenge is, and I think the challenge that we're all finding now, because they, that, that group of 100 across Scotland, we're, 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 we're now connected and we have a, we have a, um, a, a follow-up joy, um, joy in Scotland course at course a day happening in, in November and I think our, our stories are pretty similar in that the executive teams get this and they understand that staff engagement, staff satisfaction is inextricably linked to system performance and, and patient outcomes. They, they absolutely get it and if you were to put them in a room and talk to them all and say absolutely this is the right thing to do the, the challenge is translating that through and people use the phrase middle managers, I think that sounds really um, I don't particularly like it, but but it describes it describes the people who have to manage the system on behalf of those C-suite or executives, and it, it's there that we have the, the, the perhaps the challenge, and we need to help those people understand how the concepts of joy or staff well-being or or um, satisfaction or the elimination of of burnout, whatever the metrics are, whatever the focus is is good for system performance uh, and um, maybe maybe we at the front line need to help them understand how, how they can help us and the executives at the top need to help the middle managers appreciate how they can balance the measures of system performance, throughput, um, waiting times, numbers of people expecting a discharge are equally as important as ongoing measures of, of staff well-being. So I think the shorter answer to your question, Mike, is it's incredibly important to have executive sponsorship. But I think what we're finding is we need to translate that down to the people who actually manage the system on behalf of those folks. What barriers did you face as you worked on improving joy? Once people once people are convinced, and particularly the doctors, and you know what docs are like, they look, they like uh, data. So once you can show them that there is this link between well-being and system performance, they, they start to become um, interested. The, 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 the challenge is the competing priorities, as we talked about before, of um, system performance measures that perhaps are out with our control. You know, we, we are judged by... We're judged by um, uh, metrics that are, are not about how many people feel joyful in the day. It's about how many people you're seeing in your ED. 
So that that's number one. So there are competing priorities, and, and bringing this up to the top of people's lists is important. I think there is um, quite a bit of cynicism in the in the in the system, and I suppose that's um, that's understandable if we think about cynicism as that precursor to 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 burnout. Then um, cynical language and behaviour is probably what we can expect. So just getting over that and and getting past it was a slight barrier, but but that's okay. I think there was definitely one around language and and various people, um, you know, didn't like the the joy word. Certainly um, when people start describing it as joy at work rather than joy in work, I think we have a problem. Um, And we'd spend a lot of time um, correcting that uh, description and, and trying to help people understand what it really was, that emotional connection to, to meaningful and satisfying work. And, and I think that's not just joy. I mean, the, the resilience word is is pretty prevalent in a lot of the, the work that we're doing in the UK currently around um, well-being. And again, resilience in, in certain areas plays out badly. But, but I think all of these things can be corrected with a conversation and a realisation that it's, 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 um, it's not just about What are the next steps for this work? Where do you go from here? In the in the, the national joy group, I think across all of our territorial health boards, um, you know, those hundred people are bringing another hundred people with them, and we're going to consider how can we um, test our ideas, how can we measure meaningfully um, the, the the level of well-being, satisfaction, and burnout, in addition to the metrics that we already have in our system, and then test out. Um, a test out different ways of, of building autonomy, camaraderie, resilience um, across our different um, health systems. I mean, for those people who um, understand the geography of Scotland, we've got a real mix of large urban systems and very remote rural practice. So we need to think about different change ideas for all those. So I, I think there'll be, um, and I can only speak for Scotland, I know there are many other joy makers south of the border in, in England um, and Wales and across the water in Northern Ireland. But for us, it'll be local system stuff in, in Edinburgh, the, the joy team um, of 100. And I was really buoyed up by this potential